0: Hey everybody, it's Lenora from It's a New Dawn and we are on our second week of Lori and I talking about the book, ooh, the four agreements. We're on our second agreement. And the second agreement is don't take anything personally. So I'm gonna leave out all the extra talk because honestly, I'm tired of hearing myself (laughs) talking about... (laughs) You know what you you guys, all my links are below. If you if you have watched one thing of me, you should be anyway. Just go and watch. Listen. All my links for the roar bar, my website, everything is below. We'll have Lori's link below too. I just want to get right into it. Um don't take anything personally. So This was, I said last week that uh, more of the agreements meant more to me than, let's say, being impeccable with your word or even the uh, the last one, but we'll get into that. But not taking anything personally was huge for me. So I want to hear your, what you think that means and what it meant to you reading that.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, is that I tie them together because I think they're intertwined because if we are telling ourselves, we aren't being impeccable with our word, with ourselves, all the negative self-talk, then we are believing all that. We're believing, we're taking it personally. And so all that stuff, when we heard growing up about being stupid and stuff, it's like, okay, why did I take that personally? And why am I still taking it personally? And the belief systems are um, something that I think that we all need to work on, but also the words that we say to ourselves and how we lash out to others, how we can um, possibly work toward not lashing out uh, and even in just teasing manners, saying things like, oh my gosh, uh, why did you even do that? You're so silly, you know, just the littlest things, Um, you know, and we say it to ourselves. We're constantly saying that. Why am I so silly? Why did I do that? You know, we're putting Mm -hmm. ourselves um, down all the time, but um, when it affects you. And the biggest thing I found in this chapter was talking about fear and the opposite being love And what I always say, you know, my grandma always used to say, God is love, love is God, period. That's all you need to know. You know, if you go throughout life, just knowing that much, that would be um, helpful. But how many times do we catch ourselves in fear more so than in love and unlearning those wounds? That is where I think helps us get to be more impeccable with our word about ourselves and with others. And I think it just correlates, but not having to feel their projected other people's projections on us, knowing that they're coming from a different place than their perspective, their upbringing is different. Maybe they're in a different uh, journey, you know, maybe they haven't um, become to thrive and become warriors and, and are at that place quite yet. And so we can forgive, which is difficult to do, but we are capable of doing difficult things. So that's my synopsis on the chapter itself there's a lot of things that i did underline um and it's just the emotions where he was talking about the jealousy that you know when someone says oh you're perfect or oh you're so good oh you're fantastic we're not taking that personally either because that's based on how they're feeling at the time and Mm -hmm. they could get jealous sad or mad and all of a sudden say I don't like the way you did that. Why did you do it that way? And it's mm-hmm. all on perspective. Um, perceptions are huge, I think. And and I think the way he describes a lot of things in this chapter um, is fantastic. There was one paragraph that I didn't fall in love with out of the whole entire book. And that oh, was- Oh, tell me it. Tell me it. Oh my gosh. When he was talking, okay, humans agree to help each other suffer, which I had a therapist talk about that about how sometimes we um, grow up in such suffering that we become um, used to it, which I kind of understood his point a little bit, the struggle and things of that nature. But when he was talking about, if you are with people who need to suffer, something in you makes you abuse them. Okay, well, let's step back and and, and work on ourselves so that we don't feel the need to abuse. <laughs> like okay. I didn't agree with that particular uh, verbiage. Awesome. Okay.
0: I get that, I get that. I don't really have thoughts about that. I don't remember reading that, that part of it.
1: That's on page 57. Um, top, top wow. 57.
0: Um, so when, is this, the, is this the agreement he talked about, And he, I think he touched upon it, um, coming from a place of fear. So this way you can, whoever is saying whatever they're saying, you can't take it personally because it's not about you. It's never about you,
1: right? Right, this is all in that second chapter.
0: Right, Everything so it's, it's never about, about you. And that was time. just so hard to grasp for me. So it makes it more believable for me. I get it a lot more now. Every time I feel like I'm taking things personally, now you can say that I am, I am a, a sensitive person I'm an empath and, and it's hard. It's really hard (laughs) because I feel everything. And even when somebody says you're too sensitive for me, not to take it personally, I have to step back and be, I swear to God, I think of this book. I think of the words coming out of these pages and I'll say it. Don't take it personally. Don't take it personally. It's not about you. It's about them. Now, What does that mean to you like when you say it's not about you it's about them and it's hard (laughs) to
1: apply these principles are difficult the agreements are hard to apply in certain situations because yeah i get triggered when i hear things like that but then i think okay they're in a place where they can't um focus or concentrate on whatever it is we're trying to concentrate and focus on and to say that hurts me hearing that those words from you and to try to communicate if it's someone's really close to you, if it's in business or something, I can let it go totally or friendships, you know, things of that nature. But if they're really close to me and we're on a a very close, like a personal, very close relationship, I I like to over-communicate and that's my style. And please, when you say those type of things, it hurts my feelings. And I want you to understand that I would like to let that go, but I would like to understand where you're coming from when you feel as if I am being too sensitive in this situation. Do you actually say all of that? I have said that in a situation. Yeah. And when I was going and when I was in therapy and talking about it, I brought it into a very close and personal relationship and, you know, it was blown off and that hurt even more. And I thought, Mm -hmm. wow, if I could just. And people, you know, you can't control what they say and what they do. You just can't. So I had to decide that if that was important enough for me to move forward in that relationship, or let it go.
0: Mm-hmm. I want to, I want say, to say also, also before, before we go any further, I like sorry, you guys, um, that I do intertwine all of them. I'm just saying there's yeah, yeah. some that kind of just stuck out at me in the third one. Definitely too. these two, the third and this one kind of just went together, but I do feel from the book that I definitely need to talk to talk it out. Just like you said, um, if there's something that's bothering me that somebody said, I don't let it fester. I kind of, I, I, I don't have any fear as far as picking up a phone or writing a text and saying, we need to talk. So it's, I guess it's around, uh, like on the same, uh, around the same lines as you, where I need to communicate. I want to know exactly what they're feeling like I, or I'll tell them exactly how I felt about what they said. So it's, and that all comes from the book. I I, like the communication is so key for me And that comes from me making assumptions about everything, reading this book and saying, okay, so how do I resolve that? And for me, it's communication. For me, it's like, if something's bothering me and I'm taking that like as this this attack on me, then I communicate with the person and more times than not, way more times than not, it's not what I think. Do You know what I mean? So it's made life so much easier. You guys, you got to read this book. Right. And another point too
1: is uh, one of the things that one of my therapists was telling me is when I have a conversation like that, deep rooted conversation is to bring in words as I never say your words hurt me. What you said hurt me. Say, I felt uncomfortable and hurt when I heard the word fill in the blank. And so that they can understand from that point of view, that they're not being attacked, that these are my feelings and I own them. And no matter what, if it were you or someone else, I'm working through them, but I want you to be aware of them.
0: Yeah. I love that for sure. It's it's on the same wavelength as that. And I, it's, it brought me so much freedom. Yes. From like sitting there and festering, and 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 how many times do we make assumptions and make tones from text? Like she said, and you make this yeah. <laughs> tone with the text. You know, uh, not me. I talk. I talk it out, and it's made life way easier. And I'm going to end it on that because it that totally changed my life. Because I would sit there and be like, "Oh, she's this, she's that, she's that," you know, from a one sentence somebody might have said to me, you know, and mm-hmm. and communication was key because I did not want to make that assumption. How do I know that to be true, unless I talk it out with that person and find out where they're coming from? Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm going to leave that second agreement at, and um, I'm going to say again. Get the book, um, audio. It's it'll change your life. How would you like to end our little chat?
1: Yeah, I don't take anything personally. Uh, changed a lot of how I viewed the world in general, even just the littlest things, even with my kiddo. You know, when he k- gets off the school bus and, um, you know, he's upset or something and he doesn't want to talk about it, I don't take it personally. He just needs to decompress. You know, there's so many different things that are going through somebody's mind. You have what, 6,000 thoughts a day or something? Like there's so 70, many. 70,000. 70,000. Yeah, the, there's <laughs> <laughs> 6,000, but yes, it's crazy. So we don't know. And it's, it's, you know, they always say, uh, assuming makes an ass out of you and me. So we don't, we, we mustn't do that. Right. So yeah, it's, it's very important to, to really grasp the concept and absorb it and journal it or do whatever you have to do, but to apply them is a little more difficult, but we can do difficult things.
0: Yeah. But that's why we're here. How many years later? Yeah. And how many times we've read the book, because it's a matter of habit, too. And sometimes it takes a lot of kicks in the ass <laughs> to, <laughs> you have to form a new habit. But I'm, you know, I'm working on it every day. Anyway as usual, thank you for joining me. We are, this will be our second week in February for the second agreement. And we'll be back for the third week. Lori, um, all your information is going to be in the show notes. Do you want to add anything as far as anybody getting in touch with you or?
1: Nope. I'm Lori with itstimesunshine.com where we have a new podcast called co-creating impact um, where people chat for 15 minutes where you're going to be on the first week of
0: February. Woo mm-hmm. So Yay. yeah can't wait. And on that note, you guys, again, all my information will be in the show notes. If you have any questions, all my information's there, get in touch with me. Have a wonderful and blessed day, everybody. Take care.